What's up, everyone? This episode is brought to you by ButcherBox. Yo, big game coming up. Crowd favorites. What are we making? We're making meats. I'm making meats anyway. I, I always make meats. I, I don't even like football or the Super Bowl, but as an excuse to cook, it is perfect. Because, like, I remember one year, me and Thad made wings, like a hundred wings at home. It was awesome. And when you're buying that much meat, it is really hit or miss if the store is going to work out for you. That's why ButcherBox is there for you. They can make meat arrive at your door. And they can't just do it for Super Bowl Sunday or for a holiday. They do it every month. Each month, they send a box of the highest quality meats to your door for a better price than you would get it at the grocery store, which gives me more time to spend cooking and sharing delicious meals with my family or friends. It's less trips to the grocery store, better, more affordable selection. It's just there when I get home, right? So all the meat they've got, it's free of antibiotics and added hormones. Every box is 9 to 11 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual meals. It's packed fresh and then shipped frozen and vacuum sealed so it stays that way. It goes right in your fridge. When it's ready to go, you just cut it open. You didn't get that freezer burn, right? stays vacuum sealed. They've got pre-made boxes. You can just kind of click and pick, or you can customize your own box. But either way, you're going to get exactly what you want. You can get 100% grass-fed and finished beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage pork, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, nitrate-free bacon. It's the way that meat should be. And it's the most affordable and convenient way to get health, healthy, humanely red. red. <coughs> Pause. Remember the pause. <laughs> it's the most affordable and convenient way to get healthy, humanely raised meat. With ButcherBox, you get high-quality meat for around $6 a meal. So here's how it goes. Right now, you can get a free rack of St. Louis ribs, one pack of bacon, and one pack of pulled pork in your first box. It's an enormous, like, meat party for free. For free. Like, your first box, right? Add pulled pork, bacon, and a rack of ribs. Damn! Go to butcherbox.com slash tire and get these meats right here. Butcherbox.com slash tire. All right? Get these free meats from butcherbox.com slash tire. Now, it's time to talk about your health. Your health is important. It's the middle of a pandemic. The city I live in, Los Angeles, is a complete disaster. Right? You want to stay on top of your health, but you don't want to go into a doctor's office. That's going to seem a little shady right now. Lemonade Health is a virtual medical office providing you affordable health care without the need for insurance and without the need for going into a doctor's office. The medical team at Lemonade Health can treat anything from erectile dysfunction to anxiety, depression, insomnia, hair loss, high blood pressure, and more. I actually did use lemonade to re-up my high blood pressure medication. And a couple people in the last week's episode commented on the fact that I said that I smoke weed instead of taking medication and that I also take medication. I referred, I was referring to mental medication. I smoke weed instead of taking like the kind of medication your shrink would give you. That works. I take medication for blood pressure still. And I got it from Lemonade Health. I didn't have to go to my doctor's office. It was brilliant. Here's what they're doing, right? Lemonade is providing smoking tire listeners 50% off your first order of any ED medication. 50%, folks. 
half price. Getting started is easy. Visit LemonadeHealth.com. That's spelled lemon a i d. Not like the beverage, lemonade help, like lemonadehealth.com slash tire. Fill out the online questionnaire, and their medical team will review and get you medication fast. Delivery is fast, free, and comes in discreet packaging. Visit lemonadehealth.com slash tire for 50% off your first order of ED medication at Lemonade Health. Yo, winter's here. It's time to start thinking about tires. It's time to start thinking about tires for the snow. It's also time to start thinking about tires for next spring in case you got to back order something, in case you got to get it. And you're probably not thinking of Vredestine, but you should be. Why should you be thinking about Vredestine? Because they're the only global tier one tire brand yet to be widely introduced to the U.S. until now. Fredestein was founded in the Netherlands in 1909, and one of my favorite things about these tires, these Fredestein tires, is Giorgetto Giugiaro and Giugiaro Design does the sidewall design of these tires. And in fact, the tires that I got uh, uh, Fredestein to send young Zach for his M3 uh, say Giugiaro Design on the sidewall, which I think is very cool because Giugiaro Design is uh, responsible for some of the most beautiful and iconic cars of all time. So we got Zach the Vredestein Hypertrax, which is their uh, ultra-high performance tire, complete, competes with, uh, with the tires that I talk about on my show all the time, and they offer market-leading wet weather performance, handling, braking, and hydroplaning for modern cars. This kind of stuff is important. A lot of people uh, don't really consider the wet weather performance uh, of a tire, and they really should, right? Fredestein has tires for modern cars. They've got tire for classic cars. They've got period-correct styled sidewall tires for classic cars, and they've even got racing tires uh, and, and, and modern high-performance tires for uh, new and classic race cars. I guess 80s and 90s is considered classics these days, mm-hmm. and, it, and uh, they've got tires, high-performance tires for vehicles from the 80s and 90s as well. I mean... It's not, I don't want to say it's worth it just for the sidewall designs, because I would never buy a a tire just for its sidewall design, but like, I happen to think that the Jajaro tire looks extremely cool on a Jajaro designed vehicle, so you should think about getting extra, extra matchy-matchy with some Jajaro designed Vredestein tires on your uh, Radwood era vehicle. You can find the entire Vredestein lineup at TireRack.com, and you can shop there, but be sure to follow them along at uh, Instagram at Vredestein Tires. Follow them on Instagram at Vredestein Tires, and we're going to be doing a little video to see how how Zach likes his tires on his new M3. Project car update, hashtag, hashtag. Last but certainly not least. In fact, you could say last but most is our friends at Tradecraft Farms, the official ganja of the Smoking Tire podcast, which is still one of my favorite phrases to say out loud in life. (laughs) I mean, it's just silly and ridiculous and also amazing and extremely civilized very civilized. Tradecraft sells the highest quality ganja in Los Angeles. I went to visit their facility yesterday. They have a new technology. They just bought a machine that looks very, very expensive. And what it does is it aerosolizes THC. So think Banaka. 
THC Banaka. That is the future. And I'm going to fuck with that all day, every day. It's going to be delightful. I was telling people about it, and everyone's very excited. Stay fresh. Stay friendly. Stay fresh. <laughs> and uh, this weekend, actually, January 16th, Sunday, uh, Saturday, January 16th, Tradecraft Farms is having a grand opening of an enormous, enormous retail location in Port Wainimi. Is that pronounced right, Zach? Wainimi? I don't know. Quenimi? It's up by Oxnard. It's you take a beautiful drive up the PCH from Los Angeles. If you're thinking, man, what am I? Where am I going to drive my sports car this weekend? I know to the Tradecraft Farms dispensary opening in Port. I believe it's Wainimi. H U E N E M E. I think that's how you pronounce it. And they have uh, it's a it's a great drive up the PCH, up the ocean, delightful. Uh, they've got a huge new retail location there. And to follow to see what they're up to on the regular, it's uh, Tradecraft underscore Farms on Instagram. Y'all make me look good. Make me look good by following them. That's pretty much their metric. If we bump their Instagram followers up real high from this podcast, they're gonna be like. Matt Farah is good. We should keep giving him money and weed. Mm -hmm. And so I don't really ask for a lot from you guys, but I'm asking for this. That's all I want. <laughs> it don't cost you nothing. And if you see the bag at the store, if you see the, the sign on the side of the dispensary, or perhaps if you're in L.A. and driving east on the 10 freeway, as you pass downtown L.A. Uh, on your left, you will turn your head to the right, and you'll be smashed in the face with a beautiful smell of skunk, and then you will see a large brick building with a sign on the roof that says Tradecraft Farms, and that will be the smell of delightfulness that you can experience for yourself if you're in L.A. That's my that's my hat. Follow those guys on the gram. Alrighty, on this episode, folks, me and Zach are in the studio. We had attempted to do a uh, a, a dive bomb, a call in on the fly with our friend. The technical details of it did not work out. It became a crew show. We uh, we discussed the Defender off roading. We discussed the uh, Ford Mach E, and we discuss uh, a whole bunch of other things. Some uh, questions. Oh, and we discuss uh, the fact that a guy I did a one take with uh, stormed the Capitol and threatened to shoot Nancy Pelosi on live television. You don't want to miss it, folks. It's a crew show, the Smoke Tire Podcast. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. Um, it was a pretty fucking shitty weekend for myself. Uh, Conrad passed away suddenly on Saturday. Uh, it was sudden, but not, not unex totally unexpected. He was diagnosed with congestive heart failure like 18 months ago. And they pretty much said, you know, he was otherwise a very healthy cat. And um, they pretty much said that one day, they said maybe five or six months, and he, la he lasted 18 months. And they said, they guessed five or six. I don't know about those guesses, but they said five, they said maybe like five or six months. But eight, you know, they said pretty much um, he would just drop dead one day. And, uh, and I came home from work and I, uh, I found him, you know, Laying in a way he didn't lay in a place he didn't lay. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was a, a counter top of the castle. Kid. I mean, it literally, he was right, right in the middle of the floor. Right, I walked up the stairs from work. I hadn't even put my shit down, and just like I saw him, I was look. He was, you know, facing the the, the windows, and it looked like he was just walking towards the windows and just just straight over. Wow. And uh, I knew he was gone right away, but. Um, this leads me to uh, 
<laughs> a frustrating thing about using your phone as the key to a car because I was pretty sure Conrad had passed when I saw him. His eyes were open, his mouth was open, you know, he was limp. And Hannah came running and, and she thought she heard his heartbeat, although in hindsight she thinks maybe it was her own. And we both thought maybe there was a chance he could be saved. And we grabbed him and ran down, she was in front of me, and ran down to the Maki garage, which is connected to my phone as a key. <laughs> She opens the door first. The car is unlocked. She opens the door, the passenger door, and the alarm goes off. Now, what kind of vehicle with a fully electric door latch mechanism would allow you to open the door only to then set the alarm off? Yeah, it seems like a bait. Right. A trap. It's a problem. It's a problem. And then, which, and to turn on, to disable the alarm, I have to pull, I can't just walk up to the car and get in it and start it now. I have to open an app go into this app and this is all happening in like a fucking panic and it's just like I'm like cursing the car which I otherwise really fucking like you're gonna see hear me say a lot of nice things about the Mach-E it's a lovely lovely thing but I was just cursing this phone as a key system that in conjunction with something uh, either by design or by or not work what kind of electrical me me mechanism would allow you to open the door only to set the alarm off yeah yeah it's not like you put a fucking viper on an 87 targa and you open the door and it went <laughs> off like just don't make the button work like what the fuck is this wait till the key is there like i don't understand this i've been on the phone with someone at ford about this because i was sufficiently annoyed by it and they're working on it. This was the first someone has told them of this problem. And I'm driving an early build pre-production unit. Mm -hmm. And so there's time to fix this problem. And it's not a judgment on the whole car. And it's not the first time I've used a car with a phone as a key system and found not just that I've doubted the system, but that when I've tried it and tried to give it the benefit of the doubt, I realized my doubt was totally justified, and it's and we've we've gone too far past convenience into inconvenience. Mm -hmm. Right. It's so complex to try to get those systems to marry each other. The and keyless entry fob everywhere and smart yeah. houses and RF feet like well, all what, that stuff. Well, what they said was ultimately he said, "What's your phone?" And I said, "It's a 12 mini." And they go, "Well, we're, it's we're still working on the in integration for that." They have to do one phone at a time. Oh my gosh! They go, "If you happen to be using a 12 Pro, it would have been a little more seamless, like with the phone." Mm -hmm. So like, okay, but I still it's just like. You know, I'm not trying to be grouchy, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be like, only a metal key, although I love a key, and I would happily use a key. But um, I just, it all, it brings in so much, uh, so many other options for things to go wrong, which can go wrong. It fucking, I mean, look, ultimately, I'm pretty sure Conrad had already passed. And although we were racing, by the way, if you want to drive to a vet with a dying cat, or possibly a dead cat, but maybe a dying cat, and optimistically a dying cat. If you want to be a total shitbag about how you drive to the vet. The Mustang Mach-E. The Mach-E. Or, I mean, any EV. You can drive like a piece of shit, and in a pretty inoffensive and in invisible way. And I did. 
I drove like a piece of shit. I ran multi. I didn't run any red lights, but I ran multiple stop signs. I passed people in places I shouldn't have because I thought maybe a couple seconds might save my cat, but mm-hmm. it didn't. Um, but I. Uh, it was a fucking rough day. Yeah, <laughs> it was a rough a weekend. Day. I mean, you know, I he I didn't have pets growing up, and Conrad was my first like pet. Like he was my I didn't have I you know. I didn't like have pets as a kid that I had to like bury, you know, in the backyard or anything like that. Like right. Conrad is my first, you know, complete life cycle pet at all. And so uh this is it's really really hard. Yeah, sure. I mean at the same time it's kind of like made it to 16 and died of natural causes, you know what I mean? Like he didn't get run over by any cars, he didn't get eaten by any neighborhood dogs, you know? I I didn't I didn't kill him with bad food, you know. I, you know, I, I, I. He got to the end, mm-hmm. you know. He died. He literally died of natural causes, and he died in a way that I believe. You don't think he felt a second of pain? Yeah, it still sucks though. Like that's it's the terrible. hard thing with pets, unless you get a turtle that lives to be 130, or like an, you know, an owl or whatever. Like your cat it's, or dog yeah. is going to die before. That us. would be much more sad if he outlived me. Believe me. <laughs> that, that that His kid has like a tortoise. And yeah. I was like, what's the average lifespan? He's like 112. 100. It's like, this thing's he needs a will. You. you need a will for the fucking, for something like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, he was, we have four cats and he was the only one who wore a collar. So it's really, uh, it's really empty in the house without him because he was the only one who made any noise mm-hmm. when he around the house, the jingle. Right. But it sucks. He was, and, and like, you know, every pet is special, right? Like, every pet is special. But, like, some pets, I think Vinny wrote this on my on my Instagram when I wrote the obituary. Um, you know, some pets really go above and beyond what is expected of, a pet, of them as a pet. You know what I mean? Like, I've had a bunch of different cats, and, like, they've all been great. But, like, Conrad was, like, more special than other cats. Mm-hmm. Like... Better personality, just better, you know, like, he just, he was, you know, you could, uh, you could condescendingly say that he was dog-like. That's what people <laughs> say when they're trying to be complimentary of a cat. They say yes. it's like a dog. And you go, no, asshole. It's like a good cat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not a dog. It's a good cat that loves people. Like, that's way different than being dog-like. Yes. Um, so anyway, today's super chat. If if everybody um, would like to get on the super chat today, I, I'm going to donate all the super chat money to the Peter Zippy Fund, uh, which is an animal shelter that I support in in Hermosa Beach, California. Um, when I sold the Mustang, all the money went there. Uh, we we don't we give to them every year. And although Conrad was found in a in a cardboard box in uh, New York City, he didn't come from a shelter. Um, he really liked his morning milk. He got his milk every single morning, and I will earmark all the money for milk for kittens so they can enjoy a luxurious milky lifestyle every morning. If you guys want to make a donation of the Super Chat uh, in Conrad's name, um, all the money is going to go to an animal shelter today. So, <sighs> Yeah, it's hard. You found, him, you found him in the street, right? In the yeah, box. Like, in a box. Yeah. The very first de- time I hung out with Tom Morningstar. Who would, Tom you know, Morningstar was your second pet. For people Tom Morningstar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, it was, and and I don't know, like I don't know if, when I don't know how long it's going to take me to forget the image of finding him dead. Probably never. That's fucking haunting, man. 
it's just you know to yeah, to see it is know. but i think i mean i've had friends die yeah, yeah, the, yeah the image when you first is twisted yeah 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 and then it eventually the the happy memories take over and, and they carry a lot more weight yeah you know that's true that's true um but the house feels the house feels empty you know especially mm-hmm. in the mornings because in the morning is when like I'd, I'd get up pretty early and he sleeps in the kitchen he doesn't sleep in the bedroom he sleeps in his, his tower in the kitchen and, and uh you know as soon as i walk into the kitchen he hops onto the kitchen counter and it's like milk time you know i start making the coffee and, and he's got it's a little jingle you know so yeah. it's when i went to make coffee this morning uh it was very quiet you could put you could put a bell on the cabinet or something i kept his call i kept yeah. his collar we're gonna do something with it. I don't know what. Yeah, don't put it on. on I didn't cabinet. do one of the weird ash things, although um, Hannah got the. They do a paw print when they take his remains. That's cool. Which I said no to, but she she said she got it. Oh, okay. I'll I'll probably be happy she got it yeah. at some point. Yeah, it's a good memory. But yeah, man, fucking what a terrible. I mean, anyone who's had a a really long term, you know, good pet die is fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. So terrible. Yeah, it's the thing you try to not focus on when you get a new pet is like, you're gonna die before me. Yeah. Well, in the last like since you know Conrad got the 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 diagnosis, I've you know I've not been able to, you know you don't think about it all the time, but I've been able I've been just dreading, you know. Right. Am I gonna have to make a decision for him? Is this gonna be one of those things where he goes and hides somewhere to be alone, and I won't like find him for like a while? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is, you know, I suppose like grand scheme of like how he could die like this is probably the best case scenario yeah right here soon as i got home you know what i mean i you know i didn't have to choose it so right um the best it could have gone and sorry lived, if i oh wow, some really, really nice time. people making some really nice donations thank you all you guys are very 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 kind everything will go to the peter zippy fund uh which is a an animal shelter for cats in in um in hunting uh, not huntington excuse me hermosa beach um so thank you to everyone who's making a donation for uh, in Conrad's name. That's very nice. He had a great life. He saw both coasts. He was a G. You know? Yeah, yeah. He definitely had a really, really, really good life for a cat. Yeah, he's yeah. a good cat. Anyway, um, <laughs> any, you, it's hard for me to anyway that. I can't, I, can't, I can't really anyway it. But if you had to drive If I had an to anyway, to I, I feel like, and I, and I didn't, I opened about, you know, complain, <laughs> complaining about the mach uh, and, and, and something that, in fact, probably by the time people can buy it will be fully, fully solved. It's probably a couple dozen keystrokes away from being solved already, considering I talked to an engineer about 45 minutes ago about this issue, which I'm happy, you know, that's one of the great things about driving an early car is... You don't have to wait to the review and go, this fucking thing, you know, if you just call them and they go, oh, what's wrong? What's going on? They'll put you on the phone with an engineer and at least you can go, well, I've helped make a better car now Mm -hmm. because how many people might have experienced this? And not said something, and now they don't even know, and they don't even know it's right. a problem. You right. know what I mean? So it's saying true. something is good. Yeah. Um. You know, it's about it's it reviewing cars is partially about improving the product. So having said that, um, Mach E, uh, aside from the fact that it is labeled as a Mustang and has horses on it, which is most certainly not a Mustang. When you ask Zach or myself or my wife, it is not a Mustang. None of us like the horses. Yeah, they just it looks. 
it looks too modern to have horses. To have it. horses, it, 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 on it. it seems like an old thing because they are. It's an yeah. old form of transportation. I get it's a brand thing, but it's just the car is really cool. Aside from really the horses, cool. even if it was just Maki and not Mustang Maki without horses on it, I'd be cool with it. You know, really cool. I'm not gonna die on the fucking hill of the name. I don't give a shit that much. But um, what a nice car! Really nice. <laughs> like, uh, like we have like the uh, the it's the the big battery all wheel drive one. So it's the the range model, but with all wheel drive. There's gonna be this GT coming out that has Mag Ride. You know, summer tires, bigger motor that's even, even, even more f- powerful. This one is, um, uh, what's, what do they call it? It's like Mach E 4X, uh, like premium or premium. Uh, I think it's premium. I think it's premium. Um, it's the one you want. It's pretty much the, the nicer volume model, right? There's a base, and then there's this one, and then there's, like, the California Route 1. Like, skip that shit. And then there's, like, the launch edition. Like, definitely skip that shit. Uh, here's a piece of consumer advice. Never buy the launch edition of any car ever. <laughs> like, ever. It's not because they don't make launch editions of cars that are limited edition enough to be valuable. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't it ever might, want it that. might be special in 50 years. Yeah. Maybe. You, yeah. You don't want it. What yeah. you want is the nicest regular one you can get. So this one has the 88 kilowatt uh, uh, battery. Right. The, the, the big battery. All wheel drive. It does a zero to 60 in 4.8. It has one speed like a Tesla, not mm-hmm. two speeds like a Taycan. And with the all wheel drive has a 270 mile range. And that's with 346 horsepower and 428 torque, which to me, it like it still feels fast. Yeah, it does. Like it, it feels it fast. Is fast. Yeah, it is in the. In the lineup of electric cars and electric performance cars, maybe it's not fast because all we see is the internet with Tycon and Tesla and stuff. But yeah, last if you don't night, want a dragster. Yeah, like I jumped fun. in it last night. You jumped on it. It was like what zero sixty and four and a half. Like yeah, that is four, a eight. quick car by all measure. Yeah, it kept going and the handling. I was like, what are we doing around this 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 uh, on ramp? This is amazing. So you were more impressed. Like when I I hucked it into this on uh, this clover leaf that I like to test everything on because it's got bumps in the middle of it and shit. It's cool, and uh, you know it's got like sort of ecoy tires on it. These continental, you know, what what you would call range oriented tires, right? And um, they're they're fine. They're totally fine. But they're the first thing that's gonna go mm-hmm. right. So when you when you huck it into a corner, you know the steering is RC car. You know there's no there's zero feel at all, but it's very direct and sharp. You know and it to say that this thing drives fundamentally exactly like a Model Three or Model Y long range is not far from the truth. I mean, unless you literally go back to back to back to back to back, which I haven't done. The last time I drove a Model 3 was, I don't know, six months ago. Um, it, it's, this, it's the same. It's basically the same. The suspension is, is comfort-oriented, but very nice. Like, the first weak point is the tires. The second weak point are the shocks. And if you get the GT, ultimately... Those are the two of the biggest differences: is better tires and mag ride. Mm. So that'll solve that if you want. If what you want is the sporty one, but I mean, if what you want is like the range one, like the 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 appliance, but the nice appliance, uh, you know, where your phone sort of becomes the car and 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 back and forth. Um, you know, I mean, this thing is really the the. 
it's a it's a basically a better model three a better made model three certainly i mean i think there i've seen some model threes that are put together really nice i've seen other model threes that are put together terribly this is even as a pre-pro car seems pretty nice seems really buttoned up the interior i was really impressed it like was I, built I, on I mean, the line it's not a hand-built car it was it's a very low vin and it's pre-production but it was built on the line um, it has this nice marriage of fabric carbon pl- white pleather it's all really tightly stitched together it fits really nice, and it reminded me of the BMW i3 with kind yeah. of like these natural cloth materials. And yeah. It's almost tweed next to carbon, modern next to old. The style of the entire interior uh, really did not look like a Ford to me, other than when I was looking at the center console with the shifting puck, which I know is just that they're going to yeah. share parts, of course. But I was really, really impressed by it. It's it's definitely the and from a quality perspective, it's the nicest Ford branded vehicle I've ever driven. Like I, you know, like. I drove the Lincoln Aviator, which I kind of hated the car, but the materials in the interior and stuff, that that was a step up, but that thing was 90 grand. Yeah. This thing is sticker is 56,000 as tested, 485 out the door after the tax credit. I mean, that's so much car for that. Yeah. Um, looks really good, and I'll say to people, it looked smaller and sleeker in person than it does in photos. I thought it was going to look really bloated in person. Yeah, yeah, it's it looks not sleeker. bloated. It looks really. It looks just like a slightly taller wagon, yeah. like everything else. I brought it to Cars and Coffee. A little, people were really digging it. Yeah, people were super, super into it. Um, Better looking than a Model Three for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the same kind of thing. It's in the same, I think it's nice looking. Yeah, I, don't I think know the difference is in the details. And the Model 3, to me, the front has always just fallen off too abruptly. It just looks a little too melty. The this Model is 3 nice. is pretty froggy. Yeah. It's a little froggy. Yeah, this is less nice. froggy. You know what, you know what I did? What, what a, I'll, okay, things a Tesla is a little better at. The dashboard in a Tesla is a little bit lower. They take a little better advantage of the fact like they don't have a, a, a gauge cluster behind the wheel. Mm. And because of that, they're able to lower the dashboard a little bit more to where it's almost like the dashboard of a McLaren or something right. where it really drops off. It's still in the Ford, it's still lower than it where it would be normally, but it's not as low as the Tesla. So it feels a little bit um, more normal from that regard and a little less like there's nothing in front of you. Although there is kind of a a nice frunk in front of you. Um, So Tesla does that, I think, a little bit better. And Tesla's infotainment, the the screen, like you can sit down in a Tesla and in 30 seconds you're an expert in their system. Ford's takes a day or two. It's kind of... It's not it's not a bad system by any means. We were playing with it earlier today when we get when we went to get COVID tests. Like it's fast, it's responsive, it's pretty intuitive. It just takes very slightly longer than Tesla's to get used to. That's all. Um, but and when you own the car, you know you you will get yeah, used to it. But yeah. you can do the one pedal drive, or you can do the full coast. You can turn that off. There's you know several, three different drive modes like regular, comfort, and sport. They name them really dumb it's engage whisper and unbridled Unbridled. which is so lame (laughs) (laughs) i'm surprised it doesn't make a little neigh when you (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm really surprised like the it's not that the modes are named weird because i've seen shit that's named really like the bmw had like the vitalize modes yeah, and shit. yeah. Uh, even a serious manufacturers put corny things in cars sometimes it's that it's not like it's label it 
when they're not labeled normal comfort sport and the neighbor engage whisper on like that like which one's regular right yeah <laughs> like which one is problem. just regular yeah and so and they're not labeled in order of sportiness actually on the top is regular in the middle is quiet and then on the bottom is super aggro mode so it's it's the the it's weird that's right? like your oven dial going from zero to the layout to is just kind yeah. of strange and then you hit the little info tab to where it describes what unbridled means and it just says like un- f- unleashed unchained performance it doesn't actually say shot you know powertrain in in this steering in this. like so like i would like them to tell me what these settings mean a little more um other i mean these are pretty i mean think about this this is ford's first ev and the gripes I have are about the badges, the naming of features, and the integration with the phone I bought last week, you know what I yeah. mean, in a car that doesn't come out for six months. So these are very, very small issues in, in what is overwhelmingly a fucking spectacular car. I mean, this is a really, really, really nice car, especially for what they're charging for it. I mean, really, really good. Um, Zach, shall we? Um, oh, wow. We got a lot of donations going on. A lot of cat owners. A lot of cat owners today. Thank you, guys. A lot of animal lovers donating uh, money to the Peter Zippy Fund uh, for, uh, for Conrad. We just, we just passed $400. So we'll have a nice, a nice big check. I will personally match whatever the fans put in today how about that whatever you guys donate i will i will double up on it and we'll make a nice fat donation to the uh, to the animal shelter today for conrad i'm gonna have a range test which i'm shooting tomorrow uh with christian james hand i'm getting him out of his house i said christian what if you come to the studio at 6 30 a.m and i will bring a negative covid test with me for that we have just taken and uh and if you have a Negative. If I have a negative result, will you join me? Uh, we have uh, some other things that are worth talking about. Uh, Zach and I drove the new Defender, and I talked about it last week. Uh, but Zach had a couple had a uh, had a, a three or four days of uh, street driving in it mm-hmm. uh, while I was uh, off machiing mach- machiing machete. Ma- uh, the first person, by the way, to get the machete mach e t e machete license plate wins. Uh, it's Zach- be Danny Trejo, right? Right, obviously. Zach, what did you think of Defender? Uh, very impressed with ride quality. Very impressed with the interior design, and it looks way better in person than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. I think the photos for me made the proportions look kind of odd. And it's been happening a lot great. recently. <laughs> Maki as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. I don't know if it's just some questions don't photograph as well or the photos just aren't as good. But you know, the fender flares look good on it. It's got really short overhangs front and rear. Um it's big. It it feels from while driving it looking around, looking over your shoulder, it feels like a pretty big car. Well it's it doesn't have them installed in the press car, but it can be a six-passenger vehicle. Yeah, you can have a third like, row yeah. kind of put yeah, in. It feels bigger than a, a Wrangler because it is. It is, but it looks it looks good. It looks upmarket. Yeah, um, fit and finish is pretty nice. Uh, I thought they did some clever stuff with the dashboard with the weird like recessed shelving. You know, it's it's interesting that they can I do that. I love when, yeah. that. That being able to just like throw shit on that shelf 
is so great, especially that they put a USB port there too. Yeah. Like guest phone charging and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. I wonder if all the electronics and things behind dashboards are now shrinking where they can get, you know, they have more space or if it's just they packaged it behind the firewall or something like the, the things that are traditionally back there. Because it's like, where did all this space come from? This is a very spacious interior, front seat, rear seat, really easy to get in and out of. Um, but yeah, they just have like these shelves where other cars have airbags. <laughs> well, the airbag <laughs> is on top. Yeah, no, Someone, I mean, no, it has to be I there. Put, yeah, with Thaddy, I put, I had some stuff on the shelf and Thaddeus was like, don't get into a crash. This shit's like shrapnel. I'm like, I don't think that's how this is designed. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the airbag is on top. They wouldn't let that check. happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, But like, that is, it's just really smart space. Yeah, it's good packaging. Yeah. And it rides nice. It's very quiet on the highway, which you can't say for some SUVs in that class. It's pretty nice. I mean, it was it was nice enough to drive on the highway or, or on the road that I made two videos with it. I made an off-road video and an on-road video, which uh, I didn't. I don't normally do, um, but it was shockingly. You could kind of hustle it a little bit. It wasn't like it wasn't bad. The gearbox was very responsive, and the steering was decent, and the, it had enough brakes for you know. The engine goes. I mean, it, I, the complication of the pla- of the powertrain worries me a little bit, but yes. it, the power delivery is very smooth, pretty instant. Um, you don't feel it changing from supercharger to turbo and you know hybrid. Like they've married all those things really well. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's a really nice package. The complexity would make you nervous i suppose but the actual operation of it is uh really 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 nice yeah well done like, yeah well done on the mapping and you know the throttle sensitivity and everything considering the capability off-road and considering the price which is low for what you're getting yeah it's really really well mannered on the road yeah like the fact that this thing is ten thousand dollars more than the gladiator pretty much eliminates the gladiator for me and i mean it's like within 10 or fifteen thousand dollars of like the the most expensive wrangler four-door like how you can get those up to what 65 yeah if you get like the full rubicon and everything else yeah so this thing is 72 it's like not even close it's in the same ballpark price wise it's not even close usability wise you know what i mean this is that thing's that that defender's nice yeah it is yeah uh did you watch doug's like road trip video Mm -mm. do you watch doug's videos He's put in the title, What Went Wrong? Did he think anything went wrong? I didn't watch the video because I don't watch Doug's Something videos, but I forgot to text wrong. him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done that. He texted me about Conrad, which is very nice of him. A lot of nice people. Actually, who I got like it was like a who's who of YouTubers texting me. There's a lot of cat lovers in the car YouTube community, a lot of animal lovers. Well, the people that are very busy need a kind of lower maintenance <laughs> right. animal. Fenske, Engineering Explained, mm. Jason Fenske. He's the, he's, I think, the next to me is probably the most cat-oriented YouTuber, uh, car YouTuber. Now, is that measured on the number of cats one has? or Number of cats, frequency of posting about them. Gotcha. <laughs> I think you are it's a math that. problem. I, oh, I definitely am winning that one. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm probably the only one that has fans that don't care about cars and are literally just here for the cats. And then the cars show up and they're like, what the fuck is this? And I tell you that when I went to go drive the 289 Cobra down at Hillbank, uh, the gentleman who... Uh, handed over the car to me, knew all four of my cat's names. Wow. Yeah, that was interesting. He probably misses Conrad, too. <laughs> so what? what is competing against the, the Land Rover, price-wise? So know, it's, it's a little bit above Wrangler. It's above Wrangler. Uh, it's, you know, let's see, maybe Land Cruiser? Land Cru- it, it, it would overlap with Land Cruiser a bit. 
Although Land Cruiser is a true seven passenger, I guess, but technically as a size up. Um, really expensive TRD Pro Forerunners, I guess, but I really think the Defender is a much nicer vehicle than that. Um, you know, Toyota does its Toyota thing, which is last decade's tech that will last into next decade. <laughs> right. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> this car was designed 10 years ago, and it will last 20 more just like this. Yes. You know? Whereas I think Land Rover's pushing the technological limits uh, with what they've got going on here. Um, but I don't know. I think it's actually kind of an interesting medium. Like, it really replaces the LR4 quite nicely. It's it you know that would have been competition for it, but like I don't Zach what other what other really capable off roaders are there in between sixty and a hundred k? Like I know I must be forgetting something, but like what am I forgetting? You're not going to take What's a the fanciest Grand Cherokee. Probably that. I mean, you yeah, know, like the, yeah, Sierra, you could the called. Super Overland, whatever. That yeah. probably that probably crosses into the lower end of the of the because uh, uh, by the time Grand Cherokees start getting really expensive, they start going fast. The off road ones aren't that crazy. True. Right. There's a, well, there's always like the Summit or the yeah, whatever, yeah, the, whatever yeah. the nicest packages. Yeah. I'll find it. That's probably the closest. I think the Defender is probably more capable than Grand Cherokee. Probably. They're both nice. Like, Grand Cherokee was very nice. And we took, you know, it was last gen, but we took that Grand Cherokee on All Cars Go to Heaven. It did very well. Do you got I it? think, uh, and the Grand well, Grand Cherokees, you can also, you can get those with air suspension. So they have, yeah. you know, that's similar. The Overland maybe. had air suspension. Yeah. 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 Just, um, I don't know. I Bottom line, both videos you will see with the Defender. I really enjoy it. Seems like Zach did as well. Yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed. Especially... You're getting a lot for that money. You're getting space, comfort, looks. It looks very unique. I think it'll look good for a long time. Like it looks modern enough, and, you know, without mm-hmm. looking like it's some crazy futuristic idea that people won't like. Um, brand recognition is good. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you bought a Wrangler to to not drive off road. Like if you bought a, I know I'm going back to Wrangler, and it's not entirely fair, but capability wise, that's really your biggest competition. I think if you bought a Wrangler to only drive on tarmac. I would say you are martyring yourself on some kind of style hill. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, totally. you're going to be miserable. Yeah, like they look cool and like you know they have a great character and everything, but like they are they suck to drive on tarmac. Yeah, if that's what you're doing, they're not good at that's that. That's not good. Like this is a way better tarmac vehicle. Um you know, for when you're not doing uh, dirt and, and snow things. Uh, a Grand Cherokee Summit mm-hmm. starts in, with 4x4, starts in the 50s. Okay, so, so that's really, that's the base of the, wow, look at the interior. The Defender is so much nicer. <laughs> that's an old school interior. That interior is the same since, uh, since all cars won, since yeah, the first, first movie. Yeah, hexagons, wow. same hexagons. It's just different. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we got two Defender videos coming, and they're both going to show uh, that we really, really like the car, and they did a really nice job on it. Um, should, we, should we talk about Cleve? Cleve yes. Merritt? <laughs> so, considering what's happened in the country in the last week, and for those of you who follow me on Twitter, we've pretty much managed to not get into politics on the show in you know in more than a very quick in and out there's a there's one or two comments last 
maybe the last show, but it's it's been a quick in and out, if anything. But obviously there's been fucking craziness that's been happening at the Capitol and all kinds of craziness happening online. True believers doing crazy things. And 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 uh, one of them in particular stands out. Uh, there's a gentleman who was on TV uh, during the, uh, the the storming of the storming of the Capitol. Do you have the article up? Who who was on live television and threatened to shoot Nancy Pelosi on live TV? You may have read this story. <laughs> it, was, it was there was a lot of news stories going on, but you may have read this one. And why single out this story uh, is because I believe it was, Zach, what year? What year was this? 2017. 20, in 2017, I fucking drove this motherfucker's car on a one take. <laughs> this dude had a had an 800 horsepower wide body E39 M5, the 2JZ, in it, Atlanta. I was This was outside of road Atlanta. Car you liked a lot. The internet liked it a lot. Internet liked it a lot. A lot of 635,000 views. Um, he seemed a little fucking kooky, for real. He was a he was a kooky. We didn't have any political discussions at the time, but he was kooky. He was out there. I remember being like, "This guy's a fucking nutter, huh?" Because the guys who was, I guess, I was introduced to him from the people who put together his car, hit the shop. Because I drove two cars that day: this crazy thing, and then an E forty six M three with a V eight in it. And it was fucking badass, actually. It was yeah. really, really cool. But I remember going out with this guy and being coming back and being like, this guy's kind of a fucking nutter, huh? And they were like, yeah, he's a little crazy. His name is Cleve, Cleveland Meredith. Cleve. Junior. Junior. And, uh, you know, he fucking spun off into the stratosphere from there. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, mean, that guy was, that guy was, that guy was fucking crazy, you know, pretty, pretty, Pretty edge case a couple of years ago. I think this really highlights the number of cars you've driven. Like, it's not like you drove six cars and like, wow, what are the odds? Because the odds are one in a trillion. Like, you've yeah. driven thousands of cars. Yeah, I've driven like fifteen hundred cars. Yeah, there's another six one. Three, you are the Kevin Bacon of the car world. Occasionally, someone will send me a crime report that'll have some name in it that I don't really recognize, and I go. What is this? And then they'll send me the link to this to the whatever video it was that I made with the accused. And this happens. I mean, this this happens from time to time. Uh, a car I drove on our show tuned back in the day. I don't. I don't even. I don't need to bring up which car. Which car it was. But uh, the owner of the car, after I drove the car, was convicted of multiple domestic violence incidents, and you know. It was not good. It was. I, it made me go. Oh Jesus! I mean, you know, it's not someone you want to be associated with. Right. In this case, you know, I hung out. I, I met Cleve Meredith. You know, I drove his car. I, I hung out with this guy for one hour, and then I went back to my fucking life. This was at uh, Grid Life. This was. I met this dude at Grid Life at Road Atlanta. Wow. Yeah, and. Uh, Okay, here he is. Three years later, fucking shoot Nancy Pelosi. Jeez. The people that, I mean, honestly, the people that stormed the Capitol, live streaming it on Facebook, I mean, fucking shit up on live stream, being like, I'm Dave Smith and I'm taking that. I mean, these are 
the dumbest fucking people. We have been saved in this country quite a few times recently by sheer incompetence. If the people that were doing the things actually had any skill or ability or anything, we'd be fucked. Well, the first rule of self-incrimination is don't do it. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people forgot that first rule on that day. Unbelievable. Cleve Meredith. I mean, I, we got to... Do we take the video down? I mean, I we could take it. We should really just... Should we just change the description? Just, just well, eliminate... I, mean, I, I just updated... Did I mean, you update it? Yeah. Uh... I think I changed, updated, oh, I didn't save. I just said updated January Ref, 11th re of refresh? 2021. Um, before refresh? you ask, yes, it is that guy. Did you refresh? Let's see. What does it say on the refresh? Updated. Go down. Maybe you should pin the comment. Yeah. That, you need to, we need to, okay, yeah, I, I like what you wrote there. Yes, this is the guy that stormed the Capitol and has been arrested for threatening to shoot Nancy Pelosi. I really think we can make that the above the fold. <laughs> <laughs> we can we can probably not, bump not Bob's that. watches. We can probably bump. Uh, look, I love Bob's watches. They're very nice people. They're not a sponsor anymore. I doubt they'll notice. But we could probably bump Bob's and go. Do you think you, you think Bob's wants to be associated with Cleve? <laughs> hey, should I call him up? Hey guys, guess what happened to that video you sponsored of mine in 2017? <laughs> Things you never think will come back to bite you in the fucking ass. <laughs> Okay, who on TS Team Bingo had one take car owner storms capital? Storms capital. Anyone? Anybody? White terrorism? Anybody? Anyone? White terrorism? Did you? No. <laughs> Twenty twenty one bingo card looking awful, fucking crazy. If you had my cat dying and this guy being arrested for white terrorism in the same week for your twenty twenty one bingo card, I will definitely send you a free TST shirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <coughs> Isn't that nuts? Really I mean, good. like, you know, crazy fucking white supremacists drive cars, right? <laughs> yeah, everybody drives cars. This is this really shows that everybody likes cars. I tell you, ever yeah. tell you about John Jeray? No. John Jeray was my first experience with white supremacist white supremacy in car culture. And it was when me and Larry used to go to the drag strip back in the day with our Mustangs. There was this guy, John Jeray, and he was like in his 60s. This would have been in the late 90s. And he was like in his 60s. He had a long fucking Merlin beard, you know, white Merlin beard. Kind of like a wizard. Yeah, wizard beard, basically. Hmm. Like a grand wizard beard? <laughs> just like a, a regular wizard beard? Uh, you know, somewhere between a dragon beard and a, <laughs> and a kind of... <laughs> Yeah, and he had a 69 Camaro, blown alcohol, fucking, you know, ran eights, you know, Jeez. blue with flames on it and all the fucking Summit stickers on the door, and then just an enormous swastika on oh, the quarter panel. I mean, just like a foot, foot and a half, red swastika. Guy was just racing his car with fucking swastika on the car. Wow. I mean, like, yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh. Well, th this is something I need to look out for now. Holy crap. L'chaim. <laughs> nice to meet you, sir. <laughs> Manischewitz? No? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, what does your license plate mean, son? It's my bar mitzvah date. <laughs> He's, wow. That's, that's yeah. it's out there in the open. That was my first experience with white supremacy and drag racing at English Town. Jeez. Yeah. I wonder if that guy, if he's out? still alive, he definitely stormed the Capitol. With a Camaro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my chariot of freedom. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, the, those guys would, the, you know, I don't know for sure, because it was a long time ago, but if I had to guess, 
Ten to one. There's an American flag on that Camaro somewhere too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe he painted that over with the other swastika for freedom. It's freedom swastika. Jesus. It's Just a freedom swastika. Because cars can be nice because they can bring people together from communities yeah. and languages and other things. But it's also a very popular hobby with all kinds of people. We were pretty much told to stay away from that guy. Yeah, I think you you don't need to be told that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad no, because it wasn't it wasn't yeah, because it wasn't. We heard we heard that he was also you know completely out of his fucking mind, which is you know it, it, that's all lined up. Um, should we be a little more positive? Should we talk about our ambassadorship and how awesome it is? Yeah, Zach, we, we uh, were asked, offered, chosen. The cho- we are the chosen people. We are two of the chosen people, so it makes sense we were chosen. Um, we were approached by the Bremont uh, watch uh, manufacturer uh, out of England. They make some really cool, uh, mostly aviation, but also field and some dive and a few dress-themed watches. And so me and Zach are actually uh, going to be Bremont ambassadors for the entire year, 2021. Uh, we get to wear uh, all these this nice Bremont watches they sent us. They sent me the world time. And actually, here, Zach, can you go to, go to is camera five up? Go to camera five. I'll go, I'll put it over here. Is that, that's not camera five. That one, oh, that's not a. It's backlit. It, this is, it's backlit, but I have this beautiful uh, Bremont world time uh, GMT chronograph, which I'm extremely stoked Dude, about. Dude, just put it close on this one. Put it on this one, on two. Yeah. I have to go away from the, uh, from the. Or so Zach can do it. I have hands. Zach can do it. Hey, uh, it's blue. I don't have a blue watch yet, so I'm I'm into this blue, uh, this blue thing that's going on, and it's a true world time. It's got we can't see it on the camera, but it's got all the time zones all the way around the bezel. But like you know, we've had sponsors before for like retailers, Crown and Caliber and and Bob's, uh, but uh, and Crown and Caliber was a great partner. But like being asked by like a brand that makes watches to like wear their brand. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Fucking Brad, Brad cool. Pitt is a watch ambassador. You know That's what right. I mean? Like, fucking cool people get asked to be, like, seen in a brand. And, like, we, you know, we've been we're rocking Dylan Optics for so many years, and they've been a great partner as well. But, like, to to be asked to, to rock exclusively a very high-end uh, brand of watch for a year is, like, quite a nice honor. We need a photo of you standing in front of a plane holding... Your cuff back as you think. They could probably <laughs> this, yeah. That, the holding up. Of that's the like thing. every billboard for watches you ever see. <laughs> Look uh, pensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they made me do that uh, my wedding day. My wedding day is was like that. The photography where he's like, all right, we're in the hotel room and I'm getting dressed and you got these really awkward. He's like, okay, uh, adjust your watch while looking out the window uh, pensively. And I'm like, at fucking what? It's the, the parking lot. And he's like, just you know, because I'm a shitbag. But right. uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it is. But like, I'm. I'm really excited about these Braemont watches. They're nice. They're, I mean, they're gorgeous. And Zach got a, uh, what is yours called? The ALT1? AZT1, I think. I think that's a drug. ALT1? You're right. It's that one. Oh, ALTZ. ALTZ. That's you. Yeah, ALTZ, which is a GMT pilot's watch with chronograph. Very nice piece. Zach got the one on the left there with the reverse panda subdials. Very nice piece. Yeah, it's really I'm stoked nice. to be to be wearing this. I got to break in this leather strap. It's like nice height. It's very thick, so when it when they come new, 
they're uh, a little stiff, so I got to wear it and like break it in and like maybe scrape it up and smash it into some stuff. But I also might fuck with the Bosporus straps on it because I measured and it's the same 22 millimeter. Uh oh, Zach, is my output feed frozen? Oh, nope, there I am. I don't know what happened, but something got froze. So anyway, uh, I'm excited about being an ambassador to Braemont. Absolutely. Zach, Zach doesn't have to do a whole lot other than wear his watch and look handsome, which is really nice. And we're going to be giving away some Braemont swag on Instagram, so make sure you follow us. Matter of fact, live people, you should get on Instagram with us right now because we're giving away uh, $500 gift certificates to off the record. 500 bucks. Like, you win this, it's like, you win this with an off-the-record account, and basically, it's a get it's li- almost literally a get-out-of-jail-free card. I can't, I can't, it's can't allegedly, right. almost literally, it's not literally, it's almost literally a get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, it's going to be in the form of a, uh, of a rebate. So basically, like, um, you know, if you, you use off-the-record and you get a credit to spend on an off-the-record affiliated attorney of up to 500 bucks. So that's going on on our Instagram right now, and it's going on until tomorrow, at, uh, January 12th at 1 p.m., and we're going to do a few more of these throughout the year, but just for the live folks, Go enter that contest right now. It doesn't cost anything. Just go take a guess. The get the game is Price is Right rules. What is the VIN number of the Mach E we're driving? It's mm. a three digit. It's a very it's a low build. It's a three digit number. Price nice. is right rules. Okay. What is the VIN number? And you have to guess it in the Instagram comments. Don't fucking DM me your guesses. If you waste my time by DMing me your guesses, you're out. You're out. I'm just saying. It's bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know what I also wrote uh, in my notebook here, Zach? Hmm. I wrote at the last thing for my show notes today. This is the very last page in this notebook. It is. I as as of today. It seems like there's more pages. Well, there I wrote. I write. I have some some. I, <laughs> I write some internet passwords in the last few back pages. Gotcha. So the, I I start a few pages from the reverse. But this is uh, a notebook I started January fifteenth, twenty nineteen. So it's gone almost exactly two years to the day. Four days Jeez. shy of two years to the day. Every page front and back in this Yeah, notebook. use every line, basically. I do not. I like paper a lot, and I cherish it when I have it. There's something, I mean, how satisfying is it to have literally written on every inch of this notebook? That's fucking exciting to me, anyway. Um, let's get to some, do we have some questions for the people? Yeah, we do. Did the ones survive from the, the uh, first stream? I'm looking Can you for find them, them now. Okay. So, so and far, also, uh, also in the super chat, if you're just joining us, if you didn't hear the first half of the show, my, um, my, my, uh, my boy Conrad passed away. My cat, he was 16. And uh, if you're just chiming in with the live, every dollar in the super chat uh, will be not only donated to the Peter Zippy Fund uh, Memorial Fund for Cats, which is an animal shelter in the South Bay that supports uh, that is a cat shelter that I support. Uh, I will match a hundred percent of the donations. So every dollar that gets donated, I'll match it one to one, and let's get some money for this. Um, for this animal shelter in the name of Conrad, my my beautiful, handsome, and departed boy. Uh, questions from the people. And I'm not going to necessarily shout out every single person who donated for Conrad. I'm just going to say thank you all. I really appreciate it. Um, because it doesn't necessarily make good radio. And I'm trying to make right. good radio is the thing. 
If you haven't seen it yet, go check out uh, my video we just put out. It's 27 minutes of vintage Ferrari nerdery as we go out to the desert and visit Donnie, uh, who has taken my Ferrari 328 apart and is uh, telling us all about all the things that were wrong with it. The thing is, a lot of commenters on that video were basically saying, and granted I hammed it up a little bit for the video in terms of like shit that was wrong with the car, I gave Donnie... $2,000 for parts. That was what he said he wanted up front. He goes, give me two grand for parts. I go, okay. Everything in that video, he's already gone through all of it, right? Since we've, and he's, there's been almost nothing added onto it, and he hasn't asked me for more money. So people are just like, oh my God, this is going to be such a project. This is a, it's like, a lot of it's like replacing like wires, hoses, hose clamps, and fluid. It's not like. Yeah, you don't need a transmission. It's not like there's bent metal. It's not like there, you know, there's little pieces that, you know, Donnie has and can get that were broken or rusted or missing. And some of which are incredibly cheap like (laughs) you know it's these bolts are cents yeah and i think people i I would probably be guilty of this when you see ferrari repair or ferrari parts like it's got to be a million dollars like no this costs the same as the the bolts for your ford yeah i mean it it may be a little more than the bolts for the ford but it's like not that much more i mean some of the bolts are like he said four cents each yeah fucking cheap maybe they're for a ford they're two cents i mean you know what i mean but it's not like it's not like they're pagani bolts right you know um have to be made by a pigeon no, I mean, and and Donnie, obviously, like, look, obviously, me making a video telling people about him is going to lead to business. And so, do I get a break on his hourly labor labor rate? Like, yes, I do. I do get a break on that. But even so, even if you didn't, it's not like this service that he's doing would be twenty thousand dollars. You're looking at a sir. I think we're looking at a service that's under five or six thousand dollars retail, which is. It's ugly when you look at it, and he goes, spends time going, and this is broken, and this is broken, and this is broken, and this is broken. It looks ugly, but it's literally right in line with what I expected, you know, something to be. And oh, by the way, I bought the car. I put six hundred miles on it before getting it to Donnie. So it's not like it was like some non-running project that I'm trying to undo. I drove the car hundred and twenty miles to his shop. You know what I mean? So it's not like it was like in some terrible ratchet shape. Like it ran fine. Yeah, it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like it was going. It wasn't like smoky or I mean it had a rough cold start, but like it it didn't leave me stranded on the side of the road and going smoking and me going, Oh fuck me, this is a disaster. Like I know everything is gonna be really new. I knew it was gonna need things. And it needs the things. It's 40 years old, right? Yeah. It's going to need things. Needs a few yeah. things. Needs a few Looks things. Good, though. It's good though. Uh, did you find the things for the things? We got to make a new screen. With, it's got our new, it's got Tradecraft Farms on it. It's got off the records on it. Oh, these are old questions? No, no. These are, oh, these today, are yesterday. <laughs> Sorry. January 11th is actually today. Speaking of Tradecraft Speaking Farms. Speaking of fucking, we got these new pens. They're like artist collabs. I took Thaddeus to Tradecraft Farms. I blew his fucking mind. He was laughing his balls off. I'm sure. Because we get to, I get to go in the cage. The cage is like half-baked. You know when it's half-baked, when Dave Chappelle goes in the room, there's just bricks of weed and shit. Yep. The cage is like that. It's just bricks and bricks and bricks. and But it's not bricks. It's bags because weed is nicer now. But hundreds of pounds of weed and then packs and packs, giant Tupperware bins of packs of joints and vape pens whenever. And it's just like, see you guys in 10 minutes. Have fun. 
And just I'm take like, anything you want. I mean, it's wow. like the best. <laughs> just run around like Charlie and Chuck. The best. <laughs> Crazy. Um, Gravity Drift says, I'm upgrading from a track prepped E46 M3. I want mid-engine, 80% track. The specialness of the S54, $100,000 budget. A GT4 with a re-gear is what he suggests and a GT4 with a re-gear is what I would suggest as well. I would also just suggest, um, I mean, depending on how committed you are to mid-engine, like, I would also recommend maybe a GT3. It's rear engine, but rear engine is closer to mid-engine than it is to front engine in in terms of how it works. Mm -hmm. Um, Also for 100K, if you want to wait, new Z06 coming out, it's going to be a fucking weapon. With that high revving motor. True. Um, mm. Also, well, track, mm, I would say maybe a secondhand new gen NSX, which is a beast on the track, and people have largely forgotten about them, and they're very fun to drive on race Very tracks. fun, very fast. Very I fun and very fast. I feel a little bit quite <clears throat> different, though, in terms of just that rawness he's getting from the, the uh, yeah. E46 and from like the, uh, the Cayman. I agree. I would, yeah. say, I would say variant of Cayman is really where you want to be. 100K, I mean, you're not going to get into a Ferrari that's going to be fast enough for you. You're not going to want something one-off. 100K might... Uh, a GT4 I mean, with a re-gear is amazing. Yeah, a, a G, I'd rather have a GT4 with a re-gear than $100,000 worth of Gallardo or $100,000 worth of 430 or, you know. Yeah. yeah that's, I, I'm in the same place as you. Uh, George Bull McLean uh, says... I'm a hypothetical 80s billionaire slash Miami Coke dealer. What three cars should I buy from standout from the other boat-wearing fools? Um, 80s, I mean, you want a Gimbala 911, wide body, oh my God, that streaks, right? So <laughs> ugly. But, I mean, it'll stand out. Yeah, yeah. You want a Chiseda yep. Marauder, <laughs> the V16. A what? You don't know Chizeta is C I Z E T A. It's Chizeta. It has a transverse C I Z E T A. There it is. V sixteen T. That is a. It's a transverse V sixteen powered car. The V sixteen is made of two Lamborghini Jalpa V eights stuck together at the crank. I mean, why would you not just get a Diablo? Because well, this is yeah. close. The answer is Diablo, right. obviously. But he said stand out. Yeah. This has four pop-up headlights. I think it's this kind of cool. What? Yeah. This stands out in the wrong direction, I think. Yeah, well, it's heinous looking. Yeah. Yeah, it's Because you're going to pull up and your friends that have boat shoes and, yeah. and uh, Diablos are going to go, oh, you just you couldn't afford to right. have Diablo or right. something? You're like, yeah. no, no, this is cool. It's got four lights. Like, right, okay. <laughs> they only made a, like 11 of these things. That doesn't make it good. No, it doesn't. Uh, how about a a Jaguar XJR15? XJR15 would have you standing out, really. That would be... That would be quite something. Um, you know, maybe an F40, obviously. The XJR15 is very cool. Yes, this is a good-looking car. That's objectively Oof. very, very cool. Yeah. This that's looks a, like an that's Ultimate a GTR's car. I, I, is it Group C? I forget what group it is, but I believe the XJR15 is a Group C car, and it's very, very pretty. And you can see where the inspiration for the Zonda came from. In profile, don't you see a lot of Absolutely. Zonda there? Yeah, yeah. Really short canopy, really long tail. Big side intake at the lower half mm-hmm. of the uh, the thing. If you bl- if you really block off, you know, the lower half 
If you if you just look at the car yeah. from the top third of the wheels up, it's basically a Zonda. XJR15 rocks. Right? Very similar. Right? The side intakes, very similar. The door mechanism, very similar. Yeah. Just the, the whole shape top of the half canopy, of the canopy, oops. top half of the car, very similar. Yeah. I love those. Both Zondas and XJR15. God, yeah, right? they're cool. Yeah, they're really Zonda's cool. Zonda's a couple years later, but uh, this is a, this one's a 91. You know our friend Phil? Yeah. Our friend Phil who has Caffeine and Machine. Yep. He owns an XJR15. Really? With, I believe, zero miles on it. What? Yeah. It's in it's in plastic. Jeez, yeah. it's just still in the wrapper. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a cool looking car. Yeah, Ooh, man. Yeah, it's right? a great shape. Badass. Uh, from what I gather, they're fucking impossible to drive on the street. They're you know just like that like that nine six two I drove just like yeah so just gnarly psycho thing you know, but um they fucking only, they only made fifty three of them. Yeah, I think Whew. I forget how many were required for the uh, homologation, but they I don't even know if they ever actually raced any. Did they actually race any of these things? Can you see if there's a race car? There, uh, that looks like a track day. That doesn't look like an actual race car. I don't know if they ever actually raced this. That looks like a spec race. Yeah, that's a spec race in Monaco. Which oh, maybe means it's that really was like a yeah. Maybe that event. was what they did. Someone is gonna have a. Uh, I think they might have done it as a gentleman driver series. Yeah, maybe because they tried to do it with two twenties as well. Because here, there's one. Here's a race at Silverstone. Yeah, but uh, that's the Monaco. street car with stickers on it. That's not a race car. Yeah, but it's got like, oh uh, well, this window. It's got looks a like Lexan. Lexan it's got a Lexan window. But it's that doesn't look hitch. like the like or a tow. race car. Race car. No, it looks no, like no. the a street car on a track day. I don't yeah, know. This would be called GT4. Not, Somebody not is going to be fucking screaming at their computer or whatever right now because I'm not nerdy enough to know the fucking history of this car. Let's go to the people. Um. Uh, Nobody yet. They're a little behind us, but they'll, yeah, they'll catch up and yell. Okay. Uh, I think that should get your question. John Eman says, do I know anything about Volvo P1800s? I'm in love with the design, but know little about them. Zach's dad owns a P1800. He does. Let me tell you. Uh, good looking car. Unreliable in many ways. You just got to keep up the maintenance. And they're weird. It's like it has old fuel injection, you know, so it... You think it's going to work like fuel injection, but it's not because it's old. There's a, there was a period of time where carburetors evolved to become fuel injection, and that that bridge is kind of risky. I'm yeah. sure you've you've owned cars that have been in that uh, time um, period. All of my cars, all of them, are Bosch CIS fuel injection. How are they? Fine when it's uh, tuned. Like yeah. the Ferrari one was was not tuned right, and it started like shit. And the the Porsche and the Lamborghini one are both tuned expertly, and they run great. I think that's the thing is you have to be aware that the fuel injection needs to be tuned where it carb did, <laughs> and where and then eventually fuel injection just kind of worked because all the computers. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to tune it once. You don't have to tune it like a carb where it's like, oh, you're fifty feet higher in elevation now. You have to adjust your jets. My dad seemed to need tuning more often than others. <laughs> But that could have been his thing. Uh, what's funny about the P1800 is, I mean, it's so good looking. I always thought, like, oh, I can restore this car for him someday and it'll be worth money. And the nicest ones you'll see on Bring a Trailer, they just go for 20 Yeah. Like, so they're not expensive for the cool factor, but it's also, don't expect it to be a big appreciating asset. No. There's a couple of them that I see at Cars and Coffee once in a while, and they are gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, a, a, a restored one that, that, where the chrome is right and the paint is straight, and it's, it is a lovely thing. Yeah. They're so pretty. The interiors are great. I drove that one. I drove a... 
Wow, are they that much behind? Oh, no, you no, just just, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I drove one that um, uh, uh, that had an engine swap that was swapped with a GM Turbo Ecotech or something. That, that's a good idea. It was cool. Yeah. It was nice. The engine stock engine's not good. I remember yeah. the, I remember the uh, transmission, like when you're in second and fourth, it, it's angled back almost at the rear bumper. Like it's like this weird up down lever. <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. yeah. You know, the, the steering wheel is almost totally vertical, perpendicular to the ground, <laughs> but you can't ignore the shape. And then yeah, that's why beautiful. people still love them. It's yeah. a gorgeous car. Yeah. You could probably get into one for not a lot of money and they'll have a lot of cool factor. Just Yeah. And there might it. be a way to hot rod it. Oh, with yeah. a reasonable amount of budget. Like, there might be a way. I'm not really sure. But they're fucking pretty. And they came in multiple body styles. You had the coupe. Mm-hmm. You had a wagon. And was there... Was it just coupe and wagon? Yeah, it was coupe and ES. That's it, right? Yeah. Coupe and wagon? Yeah. So, they're and both cool. Shooting break. The wagon is real cool, though. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, Travisio, how has being owner of Westside been so far? What's been your favorite part? Um, the best thing about it is that running the business, building like a, like I mean how do I building the building was so hard and annoying and terrible and expensive that I forgot that the ultimate goal was to have a business that was none of those things. <laughs> the, the the point of having a business was to was to have stability and something. Um, fairly easy and predictable and low stress so that I could have a regular income to take care of my family while um, making the the videos that were worth making and recording the podcasts that are worth recording and not just chasing every single video. And so we did an inventory. We've got over 80 cars in the building right now. Um, I would say we have over 85, except I think three or four of those cars might be freebies, so I don't even want to count them on the on the books. But I have. Oh, you want the stats? I did the stats, Zach. You interested in this? <clears throat> I broke it down a little bit of our cars in the building. This is a good time to bring this up. Actually, we've got of 85 cars in the building, right? 23 of them are Porsches. Wow, that's our most represented brand. Uh, second to that. Seven armor, uh, no, excuse me, nine BMWs. Um, nine BMWs, seven Mercedes, uh, five Ferrari, five General Motors, four Lamborghini, four Ford, five Mopar, two Bentley, two Lotus, and the rest are singles. It's a good spread. Yeah, it's a good it's spread. A good spread. Year-wise, okay, of the 85 cars, biggest demo. What do you think is the biggest uh, – well, actually, you don't know how I – you don't know where I drew the lines. Uh, so the biggest demo, 32 of 85 are 2015 model year and up. Hmm. So over a third of our cars are modern, new or new-ish, new or new-like cars. Um. Next demo, 19 are pre-1975. And then um, eight cars, 2005 to 2015, eight cars, 85 to 95, four cars, 95 to 05, and two cars, 97 to 85. So that's an, that's an interesting spread of what we've got uh what we've got in the building right now. The most valuable car is around a million dollars. The, 
that's yours. The cheapest car, mm, I I'll generously say is around ten thousand dollars. I'd say it's also mine. <laughs> There's a car cheaper than yours. There's at least I can I can think of at least one car, maybe even oh, two yeah, cars cheaper ch- than yours. Yeah. Uh, in the to building, me, it's but, worth a million, but to most people, it's not. I found the old questions. Oh, cool! Wow, that's a weird format. It's I haven't seen menu. that before. Okay, but um, in general, like it's gone well. Customers come in, customers go out, cars get where they need to go, washes happen. Um, the staff is well trained and professional. The Super cu- pro. customers very are very happy, and uh, I would say it's going well. All things considered, yeah, all things considered. Uh, are we on to this screen now? Yes, we are. Okay, cool. Um, oh wait, do I have to? There's a lot of R.I.P. Conrads. Do I? Do you have you sorted through those? I have I not. Mean, I just right. found the menu. So, all right. uh, where do we fucking start? Here's an MR2 lot. question. Okay, cool. Uh, I have an MR2. Adam R says with a fourth gen 3S GTE swap similar to that. Uh, okay, he wants to get out of this MR2. What is the next logical step up? Uh, would I miss the manic boosted nature if I got like a 981 Boxster S or a base Avora? I wouldn't get a base Avora. If you can't get the Avora with a supercharger, I would kind of skip it. Um, with a box, like, look, the difference is when I drove that MR2, I said, this is a great budget Cayman. The 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 characteristics of it were this kind of the same, and the power to weight ratio was very good. What you get by going to a Porsche is precision, the, the, the feeling of precision. And that's what you don't really get from a Toyota, even though a Toyota is very nice. You don't get that really dialed in precision. And so that's what you're going to get. Would you miss the boost in nature? I mean, it's a different experience. I mean, if you really like how turbos feel, then maybe you'd miss it. But it's a different type of experience, different type of feeling, and maybe you'll like that when you try that. I mean, I like turbo cars, but I also I like naturally aspirated cars as well. It's it's it's, it's a different kind of thing. So what you what you would look, have to look forward to would be an an upstep in the level of quality of the car. Thanks, owner Armagon says I have a an O three E thirty nine M five. Uh, and I keep it mint. I've had it for five years, and I'm itching for either a 2002 BMW vintage or a 987 Boxster S. Sell or hold given the current climate. Um, 2003 is the best year for the E39 M5. It's the rarest year. It had some updates to the interior, the nav. Um, this got the better steering wheel. Um, got angel eyes in 01, so it would have that. Um lowest production year for sure um so it's the most collectible year but at 115,000 miles that isn't a particularly collectible example it doesn't mean it can't be nice but if we're talking about collectability which is you're talking about um you know what you don't say in your question is do you need to sell it to get this other car if you don't need to sell it now and it's a nice car, I would say hold because E39 M5s are on an upward trend and they're nice to use. If you need to sell it now, um, you know, trade for a Boxster. Boxsters are not any investment cars either, um, but you're certainly going to get a nice, you know, a nice experience. 2002s are cool looking, but fucking slow. And really, expensive. really slow. And you're going to pay a ton of money to go that slow. Yeah. Like a, a 325 IS, 
like an, an 80s, 320, an E30, 325 IS, is such a nicer car. Like twice the horsepower of a 2002, a six-cylinder instead of a four-cylinder. Like 2002s kind of suck. They're they're just so cool looking. I get why people love them, but they've gotten so expensive now. Yeah, so and so, so slow. Right, like the one I drove would not go up a hill in fourth gear. Like that's fucking slow. It's a very different experience from the M5. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you want yeah. kind of you know the Boxer will give you a different experience, but actually get you up the hill. A Boxer will get out of its own way. Yeah. You know. Okay. What uh, did you find another one? Thank you. To, I see all of your notes about your cats and your pets, and and thank you very much again. Fun Daily, Daniel says, Golf GTI, BMW. What's, why does everyone want to know about Boxsters? Problem with fun, when someone says daily, to me that means if this car breaks, I can't get to work. Mm -hmm. And that's where old Boxsters really, because little things can be engine out in a Boxster. Or if not engine out, the step one of the repair is remove the entire convertible top mechanism. There's an article Jack Baruth wrote for A Truth About Cars about replacing some very mundane part in his car. Very mundane. I don't know what it was in this Boxster he had. And it was like a 32-step process of removing the entire top mechanism to get to this fucking thing. So consider that. Your daily should be something that is very simple, not very simple, but is not, you shouldn't have a project German car for a daily. Uh, I object. No, he's right. Yeah. You shouldn't. Um, all right. Where else are we looking? Uh, thank you for da, 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 your notes. Oh, fun weekend car in Florida. Should I get a Lexus LC 500 convertible or a 718 Spider? LC 500 all motherfucking day. They are both fabulous cars, uh, you know, um, but Florida doesn't have a lot of corners. Corners are really where that Boxster is going to shine. Um, the Lexus is fabulous in the corners as well for its size and weight, but on the Florida interstates, on 95, cross Alligator Alley, all that shit, that V8 engine with the top down, just fucking freight training it, that's the experience you want to be having down yeah. there. You know what I mean? The Boxster, that engine is very highly functional, but not particularly inspiring, and that car shines in the balance. Well, there's really nowhere in Florida to show off that balance. Yeah. You're going you're going a lot of straight in Florida. Connor Warkington says, uh, okay, uh, he's got an O2 Mercedes C240, uh, and it's manual. Is that worth a premium over the automatic, or is it too quirky to attract enthusiasts? Can't decide whether to sort it and cut losses and unload. Well, the fact that it's unsorted isn't helping your cause very much. I would say if you find the right audience, you could get some kind of a premium for that car being a manual. O2 is old enough where the manual is a plus, I think, for a lot of people. What is that? What does that look like? Oh, it's that one? It's the it's the four-eyed one? Mm. C240 manual? I mean, look, I don't know what it's going to cost you to sort it, but if you if it's otherwise nice, you know, if it, if it photographs well and you can sort it mechanically, I mean, that's a cars and bids car. You know what I mean? That thing's it says manual transmission whatever, and that's like some high schooler's first yeah. stick car. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Which is kind of what it was back in the day, probably, just for a different neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, you find the right buyer for that, and there's a little bit of a premium on it. But again, again, if you've got to put a bunch of money into this thing, you know what I mean? It's like... It, it's probably only worth a few thousand dollars, I would the imagine. Premium yeah. is the premium compared to an automatic version of the same car. It's not a premium compared to, like fucking anything else it's not a premium compared to a bmw 3 series right it's not a premium compared to i don't know what else it's a premium only compared to the automatic version of the same car and at that point that what is that like a seven thousand dollar car that's not it's not like you're talking you know some huge amount of money it's incremental oh boy Rov 310, R-U-V 310, says, I want one car or truck to commute in six hours a week. Good for mountain living, fire roads, hauling dirt bikes, snowy roads, 30-plus miles per gallon, $32,000 max. So you think? do you think by dirt bikes he means, like, dirt motorcycle dirt Probably. bikes? yeah. So that, that pretty much means truck. That eliminates car, right? That means a truck. You're talking about a pickup truck. Yeah, I mean, unless you have a small trailer, you want to like tow it on with a turbo diesel right? or something. You could, but uh, but like fire truck, roads, yeah, a truck would be better. Fire and snow, hauling dirt bikes, Honda Ridgeline. Who wants thirty miles per gallon? Yeah, I mean, thirty Honda miles Ridgeline. per gallon is a tall fucking order. You, you can't get that in a truck right now. I don't now, know what you? you're gonna. I don't know what truck will offer that. I don't think any of them offer that. I think they're getting in the twenties now. Um, I mean, you like, can probably get a Chevy Colorado diesel and get pretty decent. God, they're so slow. I know they suck. They're so slow. I like that truck in general. I like the size of it. It's great. And, in, you know, if you have a small trailer you're towing, like, that's fine. Just be ready to go. If you have, have no ego, the Honda Ridgeline rules. Yeah, it's, it does. <laughs> really it nice. really does. Yeah. And I don't, 32K, I mean, you can probably get one lightly used. Yeah. Um, or I mean, you, if you go, if you're going used, you just, you have to sacrifice some of the miles per gallon. Get a used F-150. It's great. You know, it'll do all the things you want it to do. It just yeah. won't get thirty miles per gallon. Yeah. If you want, if you want to do all those things, like I don't, you need, I, a, you need like a CX five, and you need a trailer for the dirt bikes. I don't know what the tow rating is on a CX five. The dirt bikes are really need. the monkey wrench because if the dirt bike has to go into or onto the vehicle, yeah, and no, not being towed on a separate trailer, you know what I mean? Right. That's a separate thing. I mean, they're pretty light. I think like if you had a a, a trailer that towed two or held two dirt bikes. You know, the weight of the dirt bike is like 450 pounds. Like 32,000 $32, bucks isn't very much. No. But Not when you want efficiency and towing and off-road. I don't know. Maybe like a Forester Ooh. might pull enough. Forester. That's mm -hmm. interesting. <laughs> Subaru Baja. Subaru Baja. Yeah. yeah. You can't load the bikes in the back, but... Um, yeah. It, yeah, it really depends. If the, if the bikes are going in the vehicle, you need a big pickup truck. Yeah. If you're pulling something with it... Then it's just a matter of math. It's like, all right, tow rating meets yeah. miles per gallon meets how much money do you have. That's yeah. really it. I mean, and you can tow it. Admittedly, you can tow a, a, a single axle trailer with two dirt bikes on it with almost fucking anything. Right. That's not a, that isn't a problem. Yeah. So I'd get something with the turbo, personally. Yeah. I mean, maybe like CX-5 turbo. Yeah, CX-5 turbo. That might tow a good. little, that might tow a little something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, and... George says, have we ever seen a Sabaro Golf from the 80s? I have, Zach. Do you have any idea what he's talking about? It's a pizza company? Uh, no, it's it's this. It's they uh, what? they put an engine in the back of the uh, there's a couple there was there's a couple different ones. There's the turbo one. This was a company that modified. So this thing ha was like a group B fucking 
concept with a mid rear engine, you know, giant fucking motor like a like a Renault R5 turbo. Yeah, right? but what we're looking at is like an old Golf where the rear, the body is three feet above the rear wheels, and yet the frame in the middle looks like it's bent in the opposite direction. So yeah, it's, it's almost it's cantilevered. Like a, it's, yeah, it's like a capital Y that <laughs> fell over to the left. Yeah, it's a it's a cantilevered chassis. It's just so <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's super strange. Did it just rip itself apart when you try to drive it? Like, what was the point? I don't know. But was this we, before the pizza. But we also talked about uh, in another show recently the. Uh, there was a a, a, a a Sabaro also built a golf body on a Porsche 928 chassis, and it, they widened it down the middle, so it looked kind of like a golf, but it was like way wider than yeah. it was supposed to be. That makes way more sense. Than this. <laughs> yeah. I don't. There are so many pivot points here. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me why you why you would do that. I mean, I understand why you might maybe do it for accessibility. You know what I mean? But not why you'd like drive it down the road like it, that. Is someone just showing off their hydraulic technology? Like, is this a hydraulics company that was like, we need a marketing tool. Let's show how these two foot pistons can like lift this body off of the engine. It's so weird. Well, it's a, it's an air cooled Porsche engine in the back. It's a 911 engine. I just have so many questions. It's dumb as fuck, but it's cool. There, it's look, cool. That, it's there's weird. the widened one. You yeah. see on the left? So that's the difference between the, the, the one where they put a nine twenty, a golf body on a nine twenty. Yeah, there you go. It's like uh, you which could, looks pretty awesome. You could put actually, put the regular golf inside the other one. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to that list. What else we got? Anything? Anything new? Oh wow, we got good donations. Good donations on this, on this one too. So one seventy plus four fifty three. What's that? Five twenty three. Yeah, something like that. Whatever it is, I'm doubling it up oh, for six, the six, for the six. donations. Uh, so if anyone donates in the super chat, every donation I will match. We're giving it to a, an animal shelter for kittens today. Um, anything else, Zach? Why does that look frozen? Oh, because you paused it. Sorry, I never yeah. mind. Um, that's that... it. Anything from the other page? No, we went through the other. Okay, ones. great. All right, cool. Thank you yeah. all for listening today. This was a this was a. Um, Tough show to do because oh you're actually you're streaming that screen right now sorry uh, this was a little bit of a tough show to do because talking about Conrad is hard and I didn't want to cry on the radio but it's okay if you do um, oh, wow. oh that's a good question yeah last card uh, Chappie says do we agree that card with the car design world they have decided we don't need internal knobs or dials. I like a well-engineered temperature dial with a satisfying click. I I'm with you, dude. Um, I think there are certain things that can be touchscreen and certain things that shouldn't be touchscreen. And uh, I like a good quality dial. I think uh, I like a volume knob. I like a temperature knob where possible. Um, I like a, I like I like a scrolling knob for radio stations. Absolutely, um, things you adjust frequently. Which yeah. I mean, the temperature in the car can change as soon as you turn a corner and the sun hits you a different way. Yeah, and I think we both know that. Uh, driving down the road, trying to aim your finger at a touchscreen on a bumpy road, if you're, especially if you're in a new area, like it's not a good thing. You know where that knob is. And like you can just you know you feel it. You can adjust it without taking your eyes off the road. It's some it's are better, better than others. Maki is better than. For instance, the Defender in terms of touchscreen. Although the Defender has a temperature uh, knob mm -hmm. as well, it does. Um, but um, I'm with you, dude. I, I I'm definitely with you in in the um, in the some knobs are good, and not all knobs should go away. I I'm wonder pro. if we're gonna have a phase where, you know, when when smartphones became huge. 
There are car accidents, texting, da da da. da. Then we have no texting laws, no operating your phone, blah blah blah. But it's okay accidents to do it. Accidents did not go down. Our accidents <laughs> didn't go down. No. But it's okay to touch a giant screen if it's part of your car. Yeah. They've tested this. Now I wonder if we're going to have this period where they find more and more people saying, "Well, I was touching the touch. I was using the touch screen, not my phone." More accidents. Well, and then they I make, mean, and then they have to go backwards. If they really want to investigate, you know, I tip. You know, we've seen the the commercials where it's like this person was texting like. I'll be right, crash. You know what I mean? It's right. like they know exactly, you know, because your phone has a G meter. And, and if you, um, not that they necessarily can share your, your private, your personal data, but I'm pretty sure that Apple and some other companies could share that data, or, or not necessarily Apple, excuse me, but your phone provider, Verizon or whatever, could say, yeah, they were typing this text. Because that happened, I mean, I remember when... Um, you know, anytime, anytime a fucking Tesla smashes into something mm -hmm. and you go, oh, well, the guy was watching fucking Shrek on his iPad. Right. You know, they, they, they have the logs of that, you know. So it's unfortunately, I think that rather than I think they're just going to try and assume that we would rather be on our fucking phones than driving and find a way to eliminate us from driving as opposed to finding ways to make the road safer while still have us be drivers. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Mach-E has radar cruise control, which works as well as any other radar cruise control I've used. And it has a lane keep assist program that I used for two seconds. It did something sketchy and I turned it back off, mm -hmm. you know, and and they're not trying to tell me that this is an autonomous car. Thank God. You know, Mach-E is a pretty, it's a lot of what I, it's really everything I like about a Tesla. Everything. There's nothing about a Tesla really that the Mach-E doesn't deliver. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what a Tesla really does better than the Mach-E, and I'm struggling to think of anything except the slightly lower dash, which is a me thing, mm -hmm. and, and a very, very slightly more intuitive system. But very, I mean, very, really. Right. Not enough for the, the price premium. No, no. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know about not enough for the price premium. It's just like, it's just not... I wouldn't choose one car versus the other because of the infotainment. I really wouldn't. Yeah, because one is a B plus and one is an A. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, um, we've got videos. Every, all the cars that we talked about today, the Defender, the Mach-E, we've, we've got videos coming out on all these, and they're not out yet. So if, if we didn't um, ask you or if you didn't hear anything about uh, – here's something about those cars that you think should be in a review – there will be videos, fear not. Um, oh, is that, did that one just that come in? That one snuck in. Oh, John P., last question. Now that I've recently driven the M2CS and the GT350R, which would you put in your garage and why? The M2CS was $25,000 more than the GT350R. 25000 For the price of the M2CS, I could have the GT500, which is what I would do. 23 green, yeah. Yeah, the M2 CS I drove was $92,000. The carbon GT500 I drove with full carbon pack was 93. I'd take the GT500. I would, it, I would do the 350 and then save 23 grand. Or you, yeah, yeah, or I mean, or you could do that. I loved, I did, I loved the GT350. I thought it was, it's a fabulous car. Um, but it, uh, I don't think it's, it's, um, my personal taste anymore. Um, for that kind of money, the more than fifty and less than a hundred thousand dollars, 
my choices would be uh, would have the engine not in the front, typically. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's our show tonight. I uh, appreciate all of you. Wait, what, what? 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 Do you have your phone? What is it? What's four fifty three plus one seventy? I can't do fucking math right now. How much is six twenty three? Six twenty three. Does that sound right? I'm sorry, I can't do math. Say again. Four fifty three plus four fifty three plus one seventy. Six twenty three. Six twenty three. So times two. Twelve forty six. Twelve forty six. All right. So I will make a donation in the name of all smoking tire listeners uh, who ch- who donated today and Conrad for the amount of twelve hundred and forty six dollars to the Peter Zippy Fund. So thank all of you. Shout out to Bremont Watches um, for for being uh, choosing us to be ambassadors of your product. We will we will try and not make complete fucking fools of ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we will watch. try. We will try and represent the brand very well. And uh, if you guys are at all interested, go check out their website. It's, it's really really. They got some really uh, high end nice nice product, and they're very nice people. We should get them on the show at some point. I don't want to. I don't want to do the Noah's Arcade. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to not do a Noah's Arcade. Do you remember that reference from Rain, Wayne's World? I remember the. I remember what he's saying, but where oh, you have the sponsor on yeah, the yeah. show, and the guy in the suit is on the show. Yeah, they try, advertisers and and people who promote us and and work with us brands. They usually you get to a point in the conversation where they try and get the founders or the brand or something on the show as editorial, and then I try. I always say like, no, we don't do the Noah's Arcade because it's kind of obvious what's going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you try to not do that. But yeah. but thanks, Braymont. We'll try to we'll try to represent your shit pretty well we're we're good we're good people down here thanks to all of you for listening we are back um with adam ferrara yeah tomorrow afternoon 3 p.m live in studio freshly covid tested uh adam ferrara will be on the smoke entire podcast thanks everybody have a great night bye